What's up, freaks? Welcome back to another episode of the Freaks Progcast presented by the Prog Space. It's a Wednesday, November 13th. 13th. Uh, Wednesday is Progcast recording day. I'm your host, Dario. And with me, as always, is Randy. Randy. From the Freaks. My favorite freak. <laughs> the original freak. The original. <laughs> the one and only. Um, this week we have, uh, what, what, what do we have prepared for you? We have an interview prepared. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not an interview from Euroblast. It's a, <laughs> it's a brand new interview from this. Like super brand new. Super like brand new. A few days old. Yes. And it's with Martin Mendes from Opeth. Yes. Um, at, my favorite bass player. It was so super cool to meet him. Super, super nice. I'm jealous. Chill, chill, chill person. Next <laughs> time you should come with me. But uh, <laughs> but I get to go to the show together with uh, our other freak Kai. Yeah. We also attended the show with Dario and Opeth delivered. Yes. I th I I was counting. I think that was my sixth Opeth concert. Um, probably for me is about the same. Yeah, yeah, something around, around, five or yeah. six. Yeah. I I was trying yeah. to remember because I've seen them like already in like early two thousand when they first toured yeah. the U.S. Oh wow! So, um, funny, funny Spinal Tap moment was that that they they well they didn't fit the the yeah. whole stage production on the backstage Varric, uh stage. I kind of wonder <laughs> what we were missing because I haven't seen the. Uh, I think shows. I think he like like a big LED backdrop with where they pr could project the logo and stuff. Oh and, yeah, and right, all right, this right. kind of stuff. And maybe but, some, I mean, some the, animations, yeah, but, but but the lights look super cool. Yeah, and yeah, Opeth um, doesn't need a dragon show, or something. <laughs> and I I I haven't heard this from other shows. I have I have to ask my friends yeah. who attended other shows that uh, for the encore between mm. like after Sorceress. Um, like they they started the encore with sorceress, and then they did this little um, uh, game where, where where they just started random songs. Uh, people in the audience were yelling like like face of Melinda, and and that was like oh benighted. Yeah, and and it was and they were just master's like, apprentice. Bam, bam, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, <laughs> it felt improvised, of yeah. course, because they didn't know the songs. You know what I mean? Um, and that was the joke was that they would like play a little bit and then stop and then they a few things they could like play a little further and then Mikhail wouldn't remember the lyrics so <laughs> but it was it was pretty cool especially for the still life stuff to hear those songs yeah. live you know because yeah. he was, it was just like oh wouldn't it be great if they really like it's, it's, it's came a, with a tour with that it's just like like a really nostalgic feeling yeah I think, uh, well, uh, Still Live was in 1998, so we missed the 20th anniversary. <laughs> yes, yeah, th we did. I think it's 1998. Yeah, and I guess they didn't celebrate it the same way they celebrated like Ghost Reveries, because I think in the history of Opeth, while Still Life is certainly a, a significant a st step up, and, and for me that was what started my journey with Opeth, even though not in 1998, but uh, after I listened to... After I discovered Michael Michael's vocals on Aaron's Human Equation, oh, uh, I went in 2004. I went to the record store, and this was the first record that came into my hands, and I still love it to this day. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I got into them actually right uh, at the release of of Still Life. 
Yeah. And I, so I, like a new morning rise, I think was the first thing I heard from them. And actually back then it was, it was a little too extreme for me, honestly, uh, but I liked the progginess of it. So it, 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 it was, um, like for many, for many, many years, the only band with growls I really appreciated and really, really I loved. Can, I can relate to that. I think that's the same um, for me. Uh, up until I discovered Still Life in 2004, I couldn't stand growls or, or harsh vocals at all. Mm -hmm. I found, found them disgusting and weird. I, 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 they didn't like speak to me. Yeah. You know? uh, but that was something completely different. And it, but it took me like a long time to appreciate other extreme bands mm -hmm. um and like the final breakthrough was as late as 2016 oh, okay. uh, with 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 the several amazing tech um, stuff right yeah and and um hypnosis uh, shores of the yeah. abstract, abstract land that was kind of the breakthrough for me uh also like that i also started to appreciate um uh more of the shouted core style vocals oh, okay but I mean, I've been he, in that yeah, since uh, Pantera, uh, but uh, yeah. Emmanuel has uh, like like a really unique way of shouting as well. So yeah. Um, okay, let's <laughs> we, we digressing. I feel like we could do a whole episode about Opeth, uh, but yeah, let's move on. <laughs> um, yeah, you're gonna hear that after our what's hot section, and today we're gonna start off the what's hot section. But by the way, oh. before before you start uh, oh. going into it. Uh, we hope that you guys heard last week's episode, of course, which, yeah. which had gr two great interviews um, that Dario did with Wheel and Votum. Yeah, two two of our our favorite bands. Yeah, um, two that we've talked about quite a lot on yeah. the show. So. Um, and also both both bands kind of opened the very first episode of the broadcast. That's, right. That's right. With their with their videos, and we didn't know videos. anything about uh, Wheel at the time. Yeah, and we only I knew Votum because we had supported them. That's when I yeah. first discovered them. Yeah, yeah, Votum had a, like three albums. Yeah, uh, under their belt already, three I think. Yeah, and new ones coming, and yeah, Wheel Wheel are going on tour in Europe next. Headliner, first uh, next, headline tour. First headliner, little club. But tour. you can learn more. Let's go back and listen to the last episode if you missed it. Yeah, it's a really cool interview. Uh, interviews on there with those guys. Absolutely. So for today's what's hot section, I want to start out with a 2018 release, September 2018. Uh huh. That was a long time ago. <laughs> um, but there was a new video. I haven't watched it because I want to watch it with you. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And it's Riverside, the title oh, track yes. for Wasteland. Yeah, let's check that out. I haven't watched it either. <laughs> All right, that was yeah. Riverside Wasteland. Official animation video, I guess I would call that. You know, yeah. music video, it's more anim animation-y. Yes. Uh, and I think you have to stick with it for the payoff because it's kind of like a long time before it it starts to reveal other things than just sort of this like rocky yeah. terrain. And then, yeah, then this, it gets uh, kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, up until the um, the remains, like uh, the residue of the civilization comes into view, yeah. it almost felt like we were on Thra from, from the Dark Crystal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's 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 I'm I'm so happy that that uh, Riverside uh, uh, managed to uh, get over this hard time yeah. losing their their guitar player way too early, 
um, as we all know. Um, to be honest, I'm I was not that fond of the latest albums. Um, mm -hmm. Already with songs, Slave of New Generation, Slave, there was only one song I really, really liked. The yeah. last one, of course. Nice <laughs> little visual <laughs> reference in this video to that album, by yes. the way. That was cool. But, but they're still making good music. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm still bummed that I didn't have the chance to see them on the Wasteland tour when they came to Munich because... Rendezvous Point Rendezvous played. Rendezvous Point and Bola played yeah. uh, on that night as well. Um, but yeah, they're, they're going to have one last run of the Wasteland tour um, beginning of next year. Um where they won't come through Munich again, of course. Yeah, Central Europe. I think they're doing more of the, the Eastern Europe parts and yep. stuff. Um, so, but if you have the chance, go watch them live. I heard only good things mm -hmm. about the live show. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, great start. Yep. Um, we had fun watching the video. Yeah, the video is mm -hmm. nice. Nice uh, kind of chill morning <laughs> uh, video. Post-apocalyptic style. Post-apocalyptic style. <laughs> uh, and then an ad came on YouTube at the end of it that was like, how discover the wonders of the world. Which yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is so like funny. lush forests and like waterfalls. It's like, how did they know? <laughs> and before the ad before was about like buying a house. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, moving on to an album from April this year. We also talked about it quite a few times, and we both really like it. Fractal Universe. Yeah. Uh, from France. Amazing prog death metal. And they put out a live video for the song Fundamental Dividing Principle from Rhizomes of Insanity. And um, they, sh they filmed it at... Uh, um, at the record release show, and oh, yeah. they plan to release the whole show at one point. Oh, wow. That's what they wrote in the post about it, and they're going to be on tour with Obscura in February, March. So I'm really looking forward to seeing them live. Um, that album was released on Metal Blade. I think that Metal Blade would be a very easy uh, sound to find. <laughs> uh, Riverside is, 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 of course, uh, still with Inside Out. Yep. Um, I have no idea what sound we could uh, appoint to Inside We're Out. We're still waiting for the, the listeners to give us feedback <laughs> on which sound effects fit to which label. Moving on, we have uh, from Munich, uh, um, Oriental Extreme Metal Band, Iridu. Yes. I think you know them as well. Yep. They put out a, the a cool uh, video for the song Astral Warfare. Yeah, okay, cool. From their debut album, Lugal Vanda, which is out since May 10th. Um, yeah, cool Oriental Extreme Metal stuff. Mm -hmm. Check it out if you're into that kind of thing. Um Next up, I have a video that's going to be released from our standpoint now, tomorrow. When this episode is out, it's going to be released from German band Disillusion. We already talked about their mm -hmm. new comeback album, The Liberation, which was released on September 6th through Prophecy Records. Also, no idea what we could, what sound a prophecy could make. Um, Missed. Time to let go. Uh, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna watch the video. Let's check it out uh, next week. Um, yeah, what sound does Napalm? 
uh, have <laughs> Napalm <laughs> Records. Something explosive. <laughs> well, we have Nuclear Blast as yeah, well. Okay. <laughs> I think that's too close. Napalm, <laughs> slow and painful death. <laughs> the Agonist, fittingly. Yeah. Uh, on tour with Ginger, Ginger. of course. Uh, and this tour is insanely, like, it's super long and also more than half of the dates are already sold out and That's a lot crazy some of the venues were able to upgrade to mm -hmm. a bigger venue um the agonist put out the new video for the song the gift of silence from the album orphans out september 20 on napalm records and um, yeah they're label mates yeah ginger and agonist yeah right um now for, for something completely different <laughs> um but I loved the video so much. It was so cute, uh, really funny um, puppet animation uh, for a song from the new album from Hiromi. Have you heard about Hiromi? Yeah, actually, that's <laughs> funny that you should mention her. Um, uh, or, I mean, that was, that's, so she's a jazz fusion pianist. Yes. Um, I, I want to say that she, like, formed, like, her trio in New York, if I'm not mistaken, because um, I, I knew them back when I lived in New York, so more than 10 years ago. All right. We have one or two records at home I, I really like, and she and she always had this cool mix of um, sort of traditional jazz fusion trio instrumental stuff, but also she would include like cool little synthesizers. Mm -hmm. um, like I think there was a track called like Kung Fu Master <laughs> Revisited or something like that, which is like with this like cool like synthy thing. Yeah. Yeah, but she was always playing with, with amazing players like, yeah, yeah, Anthony Jackson, Simon Phillips. Yeah. I mean, I have so honestly, that's, that's kind of the pro connection as well. I haven't really followed her career much. Um, Me neither. Uh, but but uh, yeah, I really like her. and I, She I has a solo, a solo piano album out okay. uh, since October 9th uh, called Spectrum. And there's a really funny video for Mr. CC. Okay. Um, why don't we watch yeah, it? Yeah, it's it. so funny. It, yeah, it's uh, it's really really fun. You you, you will see. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cute. That was such a cute <laughs> video. So hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great. Fun. Amazing piano player. I mean, just yeah, phenomenal. And and then the, like the story the the video tells with that like clumsy guy yeah <laughs> trying to woo her <laughs> <laughs> super cute yeah nice. um now for something completely different again <laughs> um and i also want to watch the video uh with you because yeah it's epic all right blind guardian twilight orchestra wow okay yeah i want to say this <laughs> war feeds war um they yeah, the Blind Guardian Twilight Orchestra debut album, one have to say, but it's of course Blind Guardian just mm. with an orchestra instead of traditional metal uh, instrumentation. Yeah, the album Legacy of the Dark Lands is out since uh, November eighth uh, through Nuclear Blast, of course. Let's check out War Feeds War. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Quite big production, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and I haven't listened to this album um, or this this. Mm. I mean, I, I knew that they were releasing something like this, and I liked Blind Guardian a lot back in like late '90s, early 2000s, especially like Nightfall, Middle Earth, 
It's one of Classic. my f- one of my favorite yeah. albums from them and favorite albums in general, really. Um, and I liked that they went into this orchestral thing, and now I guess they kind of like got rid of all the guitars, and now it's just orchestral with Hansi Kirsch singing over yeah. the top. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it has the same power for me as like the other stuff does. I mean, um, it, it's a different thing, you know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. It's a different it's a different genre, you know, than than what it was um before. And actually what I really liked all the time about um Blind Guardian was the was this like dueling guitar thing that they did which mm-hmm. was like so intricately written and 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 unique that didn't sound like a normal metal band, you know. Oh, okay. And that I kind of miss a little bit, yeah. but um and I never got that 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 much into them, but okay. like yeah, I, uh it, it's uh of course it's quite cheesy and and like in the fa- in this fantasy realm yeah. um but uh i think it's it's it really it's bold pro- professionally done yeah of absolutely course, it's... uh uh never expected any, anything else from them <laughs> yeah and then, i mean the video is super i mean it's it, it's a big production i mean they really yeah. you know they're not <laughs> doing this the cheap way mm. for sure um and i guess that's just their i guess their direction these days or like maybe it's like the natural progression of that band is to basically be doing orchestral music and with his voice so i mean we'll, i can we'll, we'll see it would be cool to have a live production of this stuff you know I mean, well, I guess well, that's the gonna, plan. It's, it's gonna gonna be expensive as well. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but even maybe for like in Germany, for like the 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 fans that exist, maybe like a run of these shows, like in yeah. one place, you know, yeah. like a, like, like a Broadway ish yeah. thing, yeah, yeah, or the, or, or yeah. Aryan, yeah, Aryan Universe, yeah, yeah, cool, okay, um, yeah, we have one last uh, record from last week um, that is already out to talk about we already featured the previous singles uh from portugal blame zoos uh, there's the third single out blood bloodstained hands and the album's called seethe out on rock shots records yeah that's i think rock shots records would also be an easy <laughs> the sound of indiana jones you know when he like shoots the gun and it like ricochets off a rock or something Okay. Um, That brings us into this uh, release week, uh, which is the release week of November 15th. And um, we already talked about the first single from guitarist Jake Wholesome Lowe's debut. uh, I don't know if debut, but like a solo solo EP, uh, which is called O Earth. And... He put out an, a new video for the song Refuge and Hold Your Horses, Hold Your Cats. <laughs> it's not a guitar walk, th- a guitar playthrough, walkthrough. It is an official cat through. <laughs> Let's watch it. <laughs> so, cat yes. through. Cat through. Refuge featuring I Built the Sky and Jake Wilson. Yeah, a funny idea. Uh, yeah. Um, this has been an unusual day of <laughs> strange things, I think, somehow. Like unique, new, unexpected stuff, cat through. Okay, yeah, I mean, music's cool. I mean, um, 
I like a small dose of this kind of like guitar noodly instrumental stuff like Pliny or S- yeah. Scale the Summit and stuff yeah. like this. So uh, I definitely can throw that on and, and jam on it in the car or something like that. It's, yeah. uh, it wouldn't be the thing I listen to all the time. Yeah, but like, uh, I absolutely I have the same feeling. Can certainly appreciate the musician side of, of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Um, going on with another instrumental release from this week, um, Hammock. We already talked about that. Yeah, completely right. opposite direction, like totally chill. Yeah, and and just the soundscapes. Um, the album Silencia is out this week, and the newest single is called "When It Hurts to Remember." Hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, and there's another um, instrumental release this week. Wow. <laughs> and, and we also featured the, the previous single already, and it's El Drugstore. Oh, yeah. Um, the second single is called Samaritrophian. It, uh, it's a, a stream premiere over at Brooklyn Vegan. And, Brooklyn uh, Vegan. I, I want to uh, read quickly what... Um, one of the guys from El Drugstore, Kevin Conway, has to say about it. The title, Summary Trophy, I was taken from God Bless You, Mr. Rosewater by Kurt Vonnegut, in which he defined the term as hysterical indifference to the plight of others. It's tough to say that instrumental songs are necessarily about anything, but they're certainly informed by the world we live in. I think that term captures how our world feels a lot of the time. Musically, this is one of my favorites on the new record because it straddles the heaviness, silliness line we like to walk and is pretty in your face in terms of raw energy. It's a brief release from living in a cold world that really doesn't give a shit about you. Whoa. Um, The Golden Age of Bad Ideas out November 15 uh, through Nefarious Industries. Okay. <laughs> Those were the releases from this week I have. Uh, so uh, let's have a look into the future, shall we? Yep. Um, starting off with weird, uh, or moving on with weird, weird, more weird things. Um, Excelsior from Denmark, uh, avant-garde pop. Uh, the album's called O Horizon, out November 22nd. The single's called In Silico. Um, Finnish prog power metal band Sonus Corona we also talked about them already uh, have a new short um, ballad that mostly only only features vocals okay. called Illusions from their album Time is Not on Your Side also out November 22nd mm-hmm and then tw- November 29th, a week later, we have uh, the Marillion Orchestra album. And they released the single from that orchestra rendition of the song Fantastic Place. Okay, yeah. Um, and well, with Marillion, I, I, I used to really love them. But the, yeah, with the last albums, they are, especially with the last album, they kind of lost me. <laughs> I like Brave um, a lot. Yeah, brave is brave is a timeless classic. And it was cool to hear the the Stephen Wilson remix too. I, 
and I I heard a difference. Like I listened to the album mm-hmm. version I had, which was like a twenty four bit remastering already yeah. of the original, and then listening to the Stephen Wilson mix, um, mm-hmm. some different things popped out that weren't like so yeah. prominent in the yeah. former. That's a cool album. I like it a lot. Yeah, but I, I think the the the, the tracklist with it for the orchestra album is, looks great, and uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to hearing that. Um, yeah. And also November 29th, starting off our long branch section, (laughs) (laughs) is the second single from Exploring Birdsong. Yeah. Uh, The thing with feathers is the title of the album, and the single is called The Downpour. Um, Cool guitarless stuff. Mm. And... um, Moving on into next year, we have also from Long Branch Records, typical Long Branch band, Prospective, with the single All We Have, and the album with the same name is going to be out in January, on January 17th. Um, Finishing our Long Branch section, uh, starting off our pop section, uh, is the German trio Koi, Koj, I don't know how to pronounce it. Okay. K O J. Yes. Yep. Uh, with the single Home. Um, another entry in our pop section is Jelmash, Alexandra Jelmash, the singer from Destiny Potato, now uh, Sorted Pink, uh, with a single called Talk That Talk. And that reminded me of like they announced the change of names from Destiny Potato to Sorted Pink like two years ago, one and a half years ago now. And mm-hmm. there's no news about the album. So, guys, what have you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, going to Norway with uh, the third entry in our pop section is uh, Jaduda with the song Let's Go Out. And we stay in Norway, Marathon, have a new oh, yeah. single, yep. Fringe Logic. Uh, which which seemed to premiere on a bunch of different magazines at once. And explain to me the logic of this. Well, if executed um, the right way, it can work uh, in the sense that... Um, I don't I don't know how to to do it technically, but yeah. um, if if you have the means to pull it off, um, you put one one link um, in the post, and then depending on your uh, IP, your, your 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 location, it will send you for Germany maybe to the the, the Rock Hard magazine. And for France to Rock Hard France or some French magazine. It, really, you can do this like on Facebook, for instance. Um, it, it, it's not in Facebook. It yeah, yeah. In, the, the link is coming from somewhere else that's redirecting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but I mean, but, but in but in in their case, it was uh, they listed all the places. Yeah. So that's what I was like. Huh? Like, how <laughs> is it a premiere? I mean, it's cool because all the magazines have it. They all share it. And for the band, I think it's great. I just, I more think of it from a magazine perspective. Like, yeah. are they cool with that? Like, okay, you're not really the premiere just for your language. Like, 
like let's say I think it was eclipsed in Germany had it and then yeah. you know like in France was like a different you know French magazine that that had it I mean I'm just curious about the concept because I think it's yeah. cool. And I mean, for the band, it's certainly cool because they'll reach a lot more people and, and, and people who might be turned, might not be following the English language yeah. magazine so much as their own language. So, yeah. Yeah. Be interested to know, like, what the, like, how, how that worked out and if, if it was successful and stuff. So, yeah. Cool. Cool idea. Uh, Maritone, cool song, too, by the way. Yes. And Maritona are going to. Tour with Lepros next That's year. Right. <laughs> hint, hint. Hint, hint. Um, we already talked about um, The Agonist earlier and yeah. the Ginger Tour. There's two more bands on that tour. And that is Chroma from Finland. They have a new single out called Kill the Friction. And opening this uh, four-band package is Space of Variations from... Uh, the Q Ukraine as well, like okay. uh, like Ginger, uh, and they also have a new single out called Razor Blade, and both are like really modern electronic y uh, core genty stuff. Okay, yeah, so it fits um, in the package, yes, neatly. Um, just last night I got an email uh, again from Rockshots Records um, about. What was it now? Was it also Br Finnish? Brazilian? Oh my god! I'm uh, <laughs> so so much new stuff coming that I can't uh, remember everything. Freaky Jelly from Brazil uh, dropped a new single called "When Hope Dies," and the new album is expected next year as well. And that brings us to the end of this What's Hot section. One more thing I want to watch with you, yeah. and I'm not going to say what it's going to be. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this has been a really strange morning. <laughs> Unicorn magic? Uni what a uh, musically, it makes total sense, because that's like the, the, their AOR, you know, shtick, you know. Yeah. And, the, and it's cool. <laughs> it's fun. The whole voiceover and the story of the stewardess and like <laughs> whatever so the heck weird. happened there. I mean, I'm like so confused. So we, yeah, um, we, we, I think we haven't really said what it's about. We were, we were watching the Night Flight Orchestra cabin pressure drops. Oh, yeah. Um, and here's what they uh, said uh, in the info about the video. So you thought you knew that what the Night Flight Orchestra was all about? You were sure that they were all about good times, boogie-woogie, radio-friendly AOR? Damn, you were wrong. The one thing that has kept those aging Swedish hearts beating for so long is drama. Internal conflicts, external conflicts, rumors, and exaggerations. Uh, Cabin Pressure Drops is a street opera based upon shattered dreams, broken illusions, and the fact that we are all something much less than a person we were supposed to be. But in the darkness, there's always a glimmer of hope. From that glimmer of hope, with the right mindset, you mindset you can sculpt and create a whole lot of Swedish classic rock melodrama. The Night Flight Orchestra would like to remind you that this is only the beginning. 
<laughs> so it's it's this kind is gonna of gonna continue. It's 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 kind of an album teaser. Yeah, I'm guessing that um, what we might be missing here is some cultural uh, connection. Like maybe this is like born out of the you know the way that Sweden did rock music and videos and stuff like that you know what I mean over time or or particularly in the 80s maybe in the 70s and 80s mm -hmm. so I we might know. just be missing this cultural connection that would make us like get the irony of it um, but I think we're going to learn more about that with that so yeah well, hey more power <laughs> to them I mean amazing that this is a band that's on nuclear blast you know right it, I mean, of course, soil work is too. So, of course, there's a relationship there between the guys and, yeah. and the label. And and I do remember before they were on Nuclear Blast, they were looking for a while for a label for the band because they had an album or two already done. And then, yeah, they were kind of like fishing for where to take it and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, they seem to be in good hands now. But uh, I what I don't know what to say. It's a strange morning. Thank you for this long, strange trip, Dario. You're welcome. We've been here for an hour in the studio now. I'm going to uh, get to the editing desk now and uh, release Randy to attend to his various other matters at hand. At hand. And, and I'm looking forward to the Martin Mendez uh, yes. interview coming Come up. Right now. Freaks out. What's up, freaks? We're here in Munich uh, in the backstage venue, and I'm really happy to have a special guest on the broadcast tonight, and it's uh, Martin from Opeth, the bass player. Hello, thank you for having me. Great to have you on the show. Um, so, um, Martin, you're about halfway through the tour for, for the new record, In Cauda Venenum, right? Yes, this is the second week. The tour, so it's yeah, it's pretty new. It's good, yeah. How, how's it going? So very good. Everything working out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We playing some new stuff, new songs, and we have new stuff on stage, and everything is kind of new. So yeah, we're getting there now uh, after a few shows. Uh, so yeah, it's good. Feels good. Um. In Cauda Venenum is um, coming in in an English and a Swedish version. Yeah. So, um, what were your first thoughts when Michael came to you and said, "Okay, this I'm gonna sing in Eng in Swedish this time"? What did you think about that? Well, I thought it was a good idea. It was a cool idea to do. Uh, we never done before an album in Swedish, uh, so it's really cool. And the uh, English version came came a bit afterwards for us. Uh, we kind of rehearse the album and record with, uh, with the Swedish version on vocals. Uh, so for me, it's like the main version. And I think for everybody, it feels like the main version. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we did two versions for yeah, that, people. That would have been um, my next question, actually. Uh, which version do you prefer for yeah. personally? Well, the Swedish, as I say, because it's the one I kind of started with, and the the process for the the creation of the record was with the Swedish one. So, yeah. Um, Encounter Venenum was released um, almost exactly three years after Sorcerers. Mm -hmm. And I mean, what what have you been up to in these uh, three years when you've 
not been touring with Opeth. I mean, there was a lot of touring. Yeah, we yeah. we done two years of touring for the record, almost two years, and then we had a, a year off, kind of, um, for some of us because Michael was, I think, he started writing the new record in, almost immediately. We had the the, the the day off, the year off, uh, but yeah, we took a year off, so it was really nice to to do that. To recover and <laughs> get some new energy. Okay, and then uh, you went into the recording process. Um, um, the recording process for Encounter Veninum was mm -hmm. it different to previous albums? Um, I mean, I, I remember from the mini documentary episode of our Freaks TV show, Into the Machine, with Mikkel and Frederick during the Pale Communion tour that you were living in Barcelona back then. Mm -hmm. Do you still live there? And um, I mean, how how much were you involved with the re arrangements and everything uh, this time? Uh, well, I still live in Barcelona, yes. Okay. Um, this time the recording was a little bit different uh, from the last the last two or three records, yes. Um, personally, I've been the from Heritage to Sources. I've been recording the the bass together with the drums. Okay. Uh, yeah. Me and Axe got together like a month before rehearsing, and then we record together the the rhythm section. But this time we did it separately mm -hmm. uh, because of I I wanted to check more possibilities in different kind of bases and um, different sounds. So that takes a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, so we decided to do separately the instruments to 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 focus on more the instruments. You know. Uh, so yeah, it was fun and it was short this time too, so it was good. <laughs> yeah, that that would have been also my next question already. Um, I mean, for me at least, the bass on Cauda Venenum sounds significantly different from yeah. Sorceress. Uh, 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 was that uh, like Michael's decision or did you did you develop in the studio together new new sounds, new tryout, new basses or...? No, that it came effect. just naturally that they, they with the I, material. I, yeah, I think mm -hmm. I use seven different bases, which oh, I, wow. I never used to do that. <laughs> Maybe one or two, you know, in the past yeah. records. So it's really good. But no, that was it's not uh, Michael's decision to have the bass more up. That's because we have a good technician. I mean, in, and I think he could understand what kind of uh, sound we we the needed in this for, album for for, the, for these for these this, songs. Yes. yes. Uh, in the past, I mean, I I always been struggling when it comes to the mixes because uh, I, for real, I, I'm not very happy every time because it's it's not the kind of sound I I may have, yeah, you know. Uh, and when it comes to the mix, I don't know, especially with the bass. Bass in in metal is really difficult to. I don't know why, but the, <laughs> <laughs> the producers had a hard time to 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 make the bass clear, you know, in yeah. these kind of productions. Um, but yeah, I'm really happy with this one, the last so, one at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for the bass nerds out there, were there any specific amps or basses that you um, like um, used? Uh, you just said you used seven or eight, yes, for, but were they like uh, main ones that you were, would uh, go to? No, for, no, for I, I have. Uh, it wasn't depending on the song. I choose different kind of basses. They have a really nice collection there, uh, vintage basses as well and guitars. And I ended up using, I think, uh, a Hofner from like, I think it was from '74 or something like that, like the Beatles used to have. Oh, nice! Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I used one of those. I used a jazz bass from '68, 
eight or something like that too. P bass from seventy something. Um, but then I use also a couple of Fender ones I have now and and a France bass as it's called. It's a German luthier that made a bass for me too. That is really nice. Um, and I think those and a Gibson and an old Gibson as well. I think <laughs> okay. that was the the ones. I use. And amplifiers I use um, Fender Super Bassman, okay. which is pretty new, but it's, it's really good. Okay. Yeah. And 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 uh, you're on, on tour now. Um, on you tour, don't, you don't have all the bases. No, with you I can do it. <laughs> but I have my I have my uh, Sandberg bases. Uh, I'm using Sandberg now. Sandberg. Okay. Yes. Uh, and some Fender bases too. All right, going a little bit more back to the to the song uh, to yeah. the songs and the music. Uh, Michael has always been the main composer yes. in Opeth, of course. But you, uh, for you, I mean, you being the longest serving of all the other band members. Yeah. How is it for you when it comes along with the new stuff that might go a little bit in different direction than than before, like, um, and has a different vibe than before. Yeah. Did it ever happen that you didn't like something at first, or uh, um, you know, maybe like from Watershed to to Heritage was obviously the biggest yeah. um, like change yes. in sound. So, w how is it for you when when it comes with new ideas, yeah. with new sounds, and uh, well, it's <laughs> actually that's the beauty of this band. It's really excited. Every time he comes up with different stuff, you know, different styles, and that's what keeps me and everybody, I think, really happy and alive in this band because it's it's a challenge sometimes, and that's what we like to have. Um, especially when when Heritage was made, uh, that the change was kind of big. Yeah, there, yeah. But uh, I think it was something that we needed to do. Uh, okay. I think that was something that everybody wanted to do, uh, not only Mike, but um, I actually told him, in, it's a story that is out there that Mike was showing me in the, the demos for was a com the, the new album and then it, it was sounding kind of the, the watershed. But mm -hmm. I could feel that, you know, I know him for such a long time, I know yeah. his music, so I could feel that that was not 100% um, from the heart. So to speak, you know. Yeah. So I could tell that uh, that he needed to do something different, you know. So I told him that, and he immediately kind of delete everything and start <laughs> writing right away the day after a song, you know. He was he was happy that you were very feeling happy. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so I think he called me after you, two days, encouraging him. Yeah, yeah. To go for it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, uh, that's something that it, it will happen anyway. I think, you know, but. He, he needed somebody to to tell him, I guess. To <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. What What about your own musical taste? Has it also like changed over the years? And are you still listening to more extreme metal, or do you prefer jazz nowadays? I what mean, What are you listening to? <laughs> I I always been into a lot of types of music. Never been just metal, you know. I started with folk music from Uruguay. I listened to tango. A lot, still listen to it. I love okay. it. Uh, folk music from there too. Uh, so it's always been with me this kind of style of music, you know. And yeah. since I was, I don't know, 20, I started listening to jazz as well. I love jazz. So it, maybe jazz is the mostly I listen to today. 
um, when it comes to metal, I listen to the old bands I like. I used to like, you know, I, I don't listen much to new stuff, really. I don't find new metal attractive to me, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but once in a while I can put an old record and, yeah, <laughs> and feel good. Yeah, um, we were just, uh, before we started the interview, I was I was telling uh, Martin about our Hall of the Underdogs movie we are uh, doing with Madam Mortem mm. um, and he knows the the band of course so yeah. uh, ha have you uh, have you heard their latest album from last year Marrow uh, yes I got the so, album so it's really good yeah, yeah. so so that's some, some some of the older bands that you you know maybe personally you still follow yeah um, yeah I mean um, we still see each other every time we go to Oslo or Norway somewhere they come to see us and then um, yeah yeah I mean I think it was I can't remember the year now it was 2003 maybe two or three yes uh, we did a tour with them in Europe uh, it was such a nice tour <laughs> I mean I love these guys Yeah. Are, are any uh, are there any other brands that are that are around you that in maybe let's say in the in the prog scene that uh, you're particularly fond of that you still follow and like what they're doing you want to give a shout out to um, <laughs> can't come up with anything right now <laughs> really uh, no but Mother Morton is one of them for sure because I I always expecting something new from them and I know I, w I will like it yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> cool well uh, that uh, brings us to the last question already and um, in, in a recent interview I, I, I read that Michael said he approaches every Opeth album as if it were the last mm. um, I mean the the headline of the interview looked of course like it's gonna be the last yeah, Opeth yeah. album and everybody was going crazy um, Yeah, regardless uh, of what what's gonna be next for Opeth, um, do you have any uh, any plans or desires to maybe try something else, uh, doing musically like um, on your own? Yeah, that's hard to say. I mean, in Opeth, you never know for sure. I mean, and, and the only thing we know now is we want to tour for this album. And that's yeah. it. <laughs> I don't know what's coming left after that. If it's coming anything else or not, I don't know. Um, certainly, I mean, Mike writes the music, and I guess he likes to get into a zone and then yeah. decide what what's gonna be next. So it's nothing that we we discuss now. You know, when yeah. we just record a new album. And, and regardless of that, would would you be, let's say, up for for doing like a like a jazz band or something on the side well, actually, for, for I, fun I, or I, you have actually this the year off I, we had I did an album that is coming out next year oh wow uh, but it's not a jazz album it's a metal album actually that's fine with me both <laughs> uh, yeah it's, I have a project that is from Barcelona I did it there and so it's coming out uh, I think in February something like that Okay, and does it have a name? Can we, can you say something uh, more or no? I don't know if I can say anything. <laughs> okay, so we just keep our eyes peeled yeah. on the official channels and, uh, um, yeah, see when you, when you will be yeah, when yeah, you yeah. when you announce it, we will we will see it. I'm looking forward to 
yeah. just uh, hearing that. But hopefully I will do a jazz, kind of jazzy version album someday too. That's one of my this is my goals as, as well. Okay, so, awesome. No. So hopefully in a few years. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you for taking your time. It was you. great to have you on the broadcast and um, looking forward to the show tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you and Freaks Out. The Freaks Progcast, presented by the Prague Space, is a production of Stuus Media and is recorded at the Moonbase Studios in Munich. The show is produced by Janine Stango, Blake Lewis, Kai Metzner, Dario Albrecht, and myself, Randy M. Salo. Our theme music is provided by This Is Not An Elephant. Thanks for tuning in, Freaks. See you next time. Freaks out.